Hey guys, welcome to Journey Online. Uh, we're so glad you guys have joined us tonight for uh, First Wednesday, and uh, this is uh, the month of May, and uh, we want to celebrate baptism tonight. That's what we're talking about, celebrating baptism. And uh, we've got Mother's Day coming up. That's a big deal. Hopefully you guys are prepared and ready for Mother's Day, and you're going to be joining us Sunday. But tonight, we want to kind of unpack what it means to celebrate baptism. Last month, we covered communion or the Lord's Supper, and what does it mean, and who can, who can partake, and who can share in that. And so tonight... I want us to talk about uh, baptism. So let, let me read a passage to you out of Matthew chapter 3. And this is, this is the baptism of Jesus that is taking place. It says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. And so John agreed to baptize him. And after his baptism, as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. What I love about that is God the Father literally celebrates this moment. He celebrates this moment with His Son. He celebrates this, this moment with Jesus. And, it, and it's kind of a, a powerful picture, if you will, of Jesus literally. It's the initiation of His ministry. You know, Jesus would go from here. And uh, literally go into the temptations and it would begin his ministry. So it was a very powerful time in the life of Christ. But God the Father took the time to celebrate baptism. And I think it's important that we take the time to celebrate baptism. And it's been tough in this pandemic not being able to do baptism, you know, the way that we're used to doing it. And uh, there may be some of you that, man, you, you've been thinking about baptism. You want to follow Christ in believer's baptism. But you're not sure, how you know, are you ready for that? But I want to kind of talk tonight a little bit about what it means to follow Christ uh, in believers' baptism, obviously Jesus he set the tone. Jesus went to John. Now John was baptizing for repentance, and, and repentance meant that they were repenting for the sins that they had committed. Well, Jesus never sinned; he was without sin. There was no reason for him to be baptized for that. But what he did was he set the tone for us. And so, as, as Christ followers, as Jesus followers, then we've got to be willing to say, you know what? If Jesus thought it was important, and he would even commission us later to go and baptize, then it's important to Christ. It ought to be important to us. It ought to be important enough for us to get outside of our comfort zone. It ought to be important enough for us to, you know, get over maybe our insecurities. But it ought to be important enough for us to follow through on believers' baptism, to take that, that first step of obedience in following Christ. And so God the Father celebrated. When, when we are baptized, there's a couple of things that take place. Number one, we identify with Jesus Christ. We identify with Him. And let me read a passage to you out of Galatians 3, 24 through 28. It says, let me put it another way. The law was our guardian. Until Christ came and protected us, until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as a guardian. I love this. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. It's like putting on a uniform, like putting on new clothes. It says there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so I love that passage out of Galatians because it talks about like putting on new clothes. So whenever we accept Christ, we identify with Him. And so what made me think about identifying Him with, was with uniforms. I think about the military. You know, if, you're, if you wear a certain uniform, people will go, He's in the Navy. If he wears a certain uniform, we'll say, Hey, He's in the Army. Or He's in the Air Force. Or He's in the Marines. And so even the Coast Guard, we, we go, You know what? It's the uniform that sets them apart and identifies them. Uni means one. And it's one form. And so they, we, they line up and we know, you know what, that guy or that lady, she is in this branch of the service. And oftentimes it's that way with our college teams. You know, we, we, we talk about being 
identifying with them. We want to identify with a certain team or a certain school or whatever. But here, when we follow Christ, man, we follow, we identify with Him. And so we're putting on those clothes, if you will. We're putting on the uniform. And, and here's the other thing. When we are baptized, we follow Jesus' example. And, and ch- in verse 13 of that first passage we read, it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. So he, he, was, he was set on that. He was moving in that direction. He did that on purpose. And I would just say to you and I, you know, Jesus set the example. And so we ought to follow that example. When we, when we follow Christ in believers' baptism, we know, you know what, hey, I've been saved. I know that Christ lives in me. Baptism is not what saves me. But it's whenever I put my faith in Christ, it's faith alone. And so whenever we have taken that step, we have taken that most important step of putting our faith in Christ. Then the next thing is say, listen, what is the next step? And the next step would be to follow Christ in believers' baptism, to follow the example that he gave us. And then here's another one. Whenever we are baptized, we follow Jesus' command. We follow Jesus' command. In verse 15 of that same passage, it says, But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. And that's what I love is John was like, Hey, Jesus, you're the Son of God. I've told people, I'm not even worthy to untie your shoes. And here you are wanting me to baptize you. That, that shouldn't be. But Jesus, hey, listen, in order for Scripture to be fulfilled, hey, listen, this needs to happen. So Jesus was setting the tone. And so Jesus set that tone. He gave us the example to follow. And it's important for us to understand when we do that, when we, we are baptized, we're, we're literally letting, we're, we're going public with that. And so here's our next one. We go public with our faith. I love this. And you've heard me say this for years. For we, from we, when we're baptized, we're up in front of everybody usually. You know, and everybody in that room is looking. And so there's a question that's asked. And the question may be, hey, have you put your faith in Christ for salvation? And whenever they say yes, I'll always say, upon that public profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you, my brother and my sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, and raised to walk in a new life. And so what you're doing is you're letting everybody in the room know, man, hey, I asked Christ to come and live within me. Man, I've been born again. I've been saved. So we're going public. And in, in, that same, in Romans 1, 16, I love this. It says, For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentiles. So Paul is saying, listen, man, I'm unashamed of the gospel. And hopefully you're not ashamed of Christ. You're not ashamed of the gospel. And you're not ashamed to go up in front of everybody. You're not ashamed to get up there and let people know, hey, I was broken. I was in need of a Savior. I, and my life was a wreck. And, man, I have given my life to Christ. I have surrendered to Jesus. And so hopefully you're not ashamed. And so whenever we are baptized, we're, we're going public with that. We're letting everybody know. And this is the other thing I love. In the next passage after that, in Romans chapter 1, if we look at verse 17, it says this, you're letting others know. When we're baptized, we let others know what we know. It says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. And this is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the Scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And so I love that. So whenever you go through the waters of baptism, whenever you literally go up and you go public, there's people that will often come to see you be baptized. And maybe they're there to support you, just to encourage you. Maybe because they love you and they say, hey, listen, man, this is important. But the thing is, for many of them, they're not believers. They just know this is important to you. But whenever you go through the waters of baptism, it's one of the most evangelistic things that we do as a church. It gives them the opportunity to hear why you're being baptized. And so it gives us that opportunity to share that. Here's the other thing. When we are baptized, we fulfill fulfill part of the Great Commission. And the Great Commission in Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make, all, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so when we look at the Great Commission, that's, that's our marching orders. We're supposed to be willing to take this message called the gospel, this message of hope, this message of truth, and, and take it wherever we go, wherever we live, where we go to school, wherever we work, and we're to, we're to share that. And here's the thing, lead people to Christ, and then hopefully, prayerfully, have the opportunity to, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then disciple them. That's teaching them everything that Jesus has taught us. And so, I hope if you're out there and you've never followed Christ in believers' baptism, that you would make that number one on your list of things you need to do. Uh, there's a lot of people that have made decisions, even in the last year here at Journey Church, that have put their faith in Christ that, I'm just telling you, I know have not followed Christ in believers' baptism. There's a lot of times we may be in a service and we slip our hand up and we say, hey, man, I prayed to receive Christ. But that's the, it can't end there. That's just the beginning. We've got to be willing to follow through with going public with that, with identifying with Christ, with putting on the clothes, the uniform of baptism, and being willing to say, you know what, I want people to know that Christ lives in me. And then be willing to share the good news, be willing to share the gospel with someone who maybe doesn't know Christ. And use that baptism opportunity to celebrate, just like God celebrated it. Use it as a time to celebrate, but also a time to share the hope that you have with someone else. Tonight, here in First Wednesday, what we always do is we, we have a teaching and then we, we share in communion and a time of prayer. And so I want to lead us through a time of communion. And, you know, and maybe you're there in your home and uh, it, you guys, have, maybe you've got your uh, supplies together, your resources together. All you need is some juice if you got it. Uh, maybe some uh, crackers if you got those. You can use whatever. We Even today, we were going by to try to get some supplies for communion, and, and they didn't have hardly any kind of bread that we could use, that we wanted to use. And so so just use whatever you've got there. Uh, because here's the thing. It's more about what communion represents than it is the articles that you've got there. And so I just want to lead you through a special time of this. But here's what I would say about communion. The Bible teaches, we talked about this last month, that we are to examine ourselves. And so take the time. In, in, in 1 Corinthians 11, 28, it says, This is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking of the cup. And so I want to give you just an opportunity just right where you're at, just to bow your head, to close your eyes. And you can do that right now. And just bow your heads, close your eyes, and just ask, God, is there anything in my life or in my heart that I need to confess to you? God, that I need to, to repent of. And God, if it is, will you reveal it to me? And I promise you, if the Holy Spirit lives within you, I promise you he'll begin to reveal those things that have offended God or go against his teaching. There's things that you already know. Maybe, you know, God, I need to confess this. So I want to ask you, if you would, just to take some time. Let God search your heart and just confess whatever it might be. Get your heart ready to share in communion, to share in this time. It says, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That's 1 John 1, 9. And so just take some time just to confess those sins. Once God has revealed them, confess them and repent of them. Turn away from them. And then... And this passage here in Luke 25, I mean in 1 Corinthians 11:25 says this. It says, do this in remembrance for me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So even in communion tonight, as we share as a family and as we share in communion, what we're doing is we're taking the time to thank God for what he's done and to remember the price that was paid for my salvation, for the sins that I committed. You know, that Jesus covered that with his precious blood. But we also take the time to proclaim his death as the payment for that sin and it's the hope of the world. So if you would, you can take a, whatever you've got there, whatever type of bread you've got, take that bread and just say, God, thank you. Thank you for 
allowing your son to go to the cross for me. And just, Jesus, thank you for being willing to lay down your life for me. And so we do this in remembrance of, of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your son Jesus who went to the cross, who died for us, who paid for our sins. He never sinned, but we did. And we've blown it so many times. God, thank you for loving us so much and showing us so much grace. Father, thank you for the precious body of Christ that was hung on that cross for me. In Jesus' name, amen. In the same way, you've got some juice there. Take that juice and, and remember that this, this juice was, it represents the blood of Christ that was poured out for us for the sins of many, for the sins of the world. So if you would, just take the juice out and just do this in remembrance of Jesus and what he did for you. Father, I thank you for the blood of Christ that washes away the sins of the world. God, I thank you that you love us so much, God, that you sent your son to die for us. God, I thank you for being able to gather tonight as the body of Christ, even through video, through digital format. God, that you can bless this communion. God, I pray that it is genuine. I pray that it's authentic as we do it in our homes and with our family all over the place. God, we pray that you have been honored. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, our, our pastors are going to lead us through a time of, of prayer. We've got some just some focused prayer uh, things that we want to uh, pray about. And, uh, and if you would, just kind of listen to each one. And, and it's things that are affecting all of us and people all around us. So each of our pastors is going to lead us through a focused time of prayer. So let's join them now as we go into a time of prayer. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike, for that great message tonight. And listen, for you that are ready to take that next step, maybe it's in obedience to baptism. Maybe your next step is to follow in, uh, into a life group. Whatever your next step is, we want to encourage you to do that. The bottom of your screen, you will find a number. We want you to text my decision to that number. We'll get back in contact with you so that we can help you with that next step. All right now, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've been able to spend learning about the obedience and what it means to follow you in baptism. Father, I pray now for so many um, across the screens that are watching this message, God, that would be ready to take that next step in obedience, God, no matter what that means, from baptism to finding a life group, God, even to uh, taking opportunities to serve the body here at Journey Church once we resume uh, meeting back together. We're looking for so many ways, God, to, uh, to reach out to those that are ready to plug in and ready to take the next step. So, Father, I pray that you would bless us, God, that you would expand our mind and expand our desire to serve you during this time. We love you so much, Jesus. We pray it in your name alone. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Brandon. Now I get the great honor and opportunity to pray over our students, so let's do that now. Dear Jesus, I pray for the students of our community and our church, that they would cling to you first as their hope, and that they would understand that in an ever-changing world, Father, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Help them understand that it is their job to take the gospel to the world, to their families, to their schools, to their friends, and yes, to the community. Help them understand that they can be a huge impact, that they can help change the world around them. God, I pray, Father, that you would continue to bless them, not just today, but for the rest of their life. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for that prayer, Pastor Tony. Hey, our leaders are continuing to have to make difficult decisions, both our political leaders 
and our, our church leaders and anyone else in leadership right now is having to make difficult decisions on a daily basis. And so we want to spend a little time in prayer for them this evening. So would you join me as we pray? God, we come to you seeking wisdom. And uh, God, we pray that you would fill us with wisdom. God, we pray for the leaders of our country and leaders around the world as they make decisions, uh, as they try to balance what's uh, healthy for uh, economies and what's healthy for people in general. God, I just pray that you would give them your wisdom. God, that they would make wise decisions uh, and the best decisions for the people that they, they have the opportunity to lead. God, we pray for our church leaders just so they continue to lead through uh, an unprecedented time. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and insight in how they can continue uh, to, to minister and continue to advance the gospel forward. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Daniel. Um, I, as, as we take this time uh, to uh, focus our attention, I want to lead us in a prayer time for you, the family, uh, and for our kids. Will you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for providing those around us to encourage us, to edify us, to, uh, to create uh, the sense of home. Uh, as uh, as we walk through these moments together, I pray that uh, each and every one of us continue uh, to uh, see ways to see your amazing love uh, uh, throughout uh, those that you have provided for us. I want to pray for children as they continue to march through school, as they continue to uh, handle their studies, that they will have patience and understanding. I want to pray for parents that they will also have the patience and understanding as they help their children uh, to finish the school out correctly. I want to thank you for the many blessings you have in our extended family as we continue to uh, connect uh, through uh, many different ways. Uh, just continue to bless us uh, through those times together uh, so richly uh, uh, given. Uh, I want to thank you for today, for getting to experience something as a family. Uh, getting to experience this, uh, I pray that uh, this touch the entire family as, uh, as we begin those conversations uh, about baptism uh, and renewed focus. Thank you, Lord, for providing for us in so many ways. It's in your precious name that I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at First Wednesday at Journey. I cannot wait for Sunday coming up very soon. So join us at 9, 1045, and 5 p.m. on Sunday. And be sure to stick around for the Journey Kids service right after.